Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Jared here with the WMT Podcast. Uh, good to good to be back home, man. I've, I've been uh, out of town for about a week. Spent a week up in Michigan, going to see some family, um, take care of some take care of some stuff up there. Unfortunately, um, I have I have three grandparents that are still alive, and um, as they age, I'm trying to get up there and see them as much as possible, and uh, and also try to see some family. So, got a little bit of uh, got a little bit of rest. Got to stay out on on the lake that I've grown quite fond of through the years. Uh, spend some time with my dad and everything, and, and get a little bit of rest, but also you know run around like crazy. So that's why uh, that's why there's a, a larger gap between the last episodes. I think we're like eight eight days out. However, the night before I left, um, we were able to get a get an episode in there. But before I introduce my guest, I wanted to talk about a couple other things. Um, recently had a <clears throat> had a crisis with a member of the WMT family, Mr. Dan Collins, who was on uh, you all would know from episode four. Unfortunately, man, he suffered a, a pretty serious heart attack that kind of took us all by surprise. Uh, he's been in the hospital for I think eight to nine days now, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't looking very good for a while. But we've had a we've had a, a turn of, of positivity, if you will, in a lot of this. Um, they were able to, to do surgery on him, throw a pacemaker in there, um, you know, and, and everything is still good with his wife, as you guys know from from the podcast. She was expecting. Um, you know, within a month from now, they, they should be bringing in a, a new child into the world. So just with the stress of, of all that and, and with her, everything, you know, given the circumstances, everything has gone pretty well, you know, minus uh, one of the things that, that we can definitely foresee is the, the financial strain that's going to be put on them. So we've uh, we've started a GoFundMe for the Collins family. If you're interested in, in helping them out in any way, you know, a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever, whatever you can do to help. Um, you can check that out at GoFundMe uh, slash Cash for Collins and uh, throw some love his way. Also, I wanted to throw some uh, some thoughts out to, of course, Houston, who's still dealing with the aftermath of the hurricane. And, and I've also, with this new one, Irma, I've got some family uh, down in St. Thomas who, you know, they just, they're alive. Everything's, uh, everything's going best, best as can, you know, given the circumstances, we're still getting updates from them. So just want to wish them well. And uh, also all my friends in Florida, we still have no idea what this thing's going to do. But you know, you guys take care of each other. Uh, listen to each other, help each other if you can. Um, and uh, yeah, so also, uh, another thing that I wasn't sure if I wanted to talk about uh, that, I, that I will in this intro is uh, our community. We lost another member of our community, um, and uh, I think that's something that a lot of times we don't we don't talk about enough as far as the reasons behind that. Um, unfortunately, this one seems to be an apparent suicide, but also through the last year and a half, I can you know there's been a solid handful of people that I'd consider close to me who died for other reasons, mainly drug related, uh, mainly heroin, you know, and I think the best way to I think the best way to attack this is to actually is to actually talk about it. You know, um, the last podcast we did prior to the, prior to this uh, was Mr. Sean Murphy, and we spent a big big chunk of time talking about his struggle with with addiction and kind of how he turned his life around uh, and and found this newfound joy and sobriety. So, if any of y'all are dealing with any of that, you know, don't be afraid to talk to people about it. You know, you can fuck hit us up on this podcast. I'll put you in contact with some people who've dealt with a lot of the same things you have, and uh, and we'll get you some help. And the only way I can really transition into my guest is my guest today is Justin Patera. 
And uh, if anybody has a, you know, if any one of my friends, I consider Destin a pretty close friend, um, that really has an understanding and a real heart for, for people and other humans, it's, uh, it's Mr. Destin Patera. Uh, Destin is a videographer, a producer, a editor. Uh, we, we get into that a little later. We call him a predator, you know, kind of fuck with him a little bit. Um, but just does great work. You know, he's worked with uh, Continuum several times. Uh, he shot The Revivalist, Radical Face. You know, we'll get into all that in the podcast. I don't want to give too much away. Uh, but uh, it was great to have him in here. I uh, love Destin to death. And I hope you guys enjoy listening to him as much as I enjoyed having him here. Unfortunately, we were kind of on a time crunch because we had been going crazy that day. Uh, the day I recorded this then was also the day we found out about uh, about Dan's situation. So it was just, it was a madhouse. Uh, forgive us for, for taking a week to get this out, but I, I had to run around uh, the country a little bit and uh, and take care of some stuff. But regardless, I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, please enjoy listening and help me welcome Mr. Destin Patera. Destin, what's up, dude? Not much. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. Uh, thanks for coming in, man. It's been a whirlwind of a day for both of us so far, I'd say. It has. It has. It's uh, It's been like that for, I guess, a couple weeks for me now. Um, I guess it's always kind of like that, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. I don't have a lot to complain about. Staying busy, it's always good. Yeah. So um, I guess, you know, we'll cover a little bit of, uh, of this just when I introduce you in the beginning, but uh, Destin... How would you describe what you do, man? Like, what's the um, best way? Someone described it to me the other day as a predator, <laughs> a producer, uh, a, an editor, and a director together is called a predator. Have you heard that term? I've not is heard the term. term? <laughs> no, I, I don't think I'd be okay. Could you embrace that? <laughs> uh, um, I'm, a, I'm a video predator. Video predator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would introduce myself that way, but um, I could I could embrace it conceptually. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm a, a freelance filmmaker. Um, my partner and I, also Owens, um, we've been doing it for about seven years now. Um, we do a lot of work in the music video sector, um, but we are actually like kind of transitioning into commercial work now. Um, we've done a little bit of that over the years as well, like mini doc style um, and just like travel films. That's kind of got how I got into it was through traveling. Um, and I just sort of navigated the creative world through musicians because that was something to film and it, it taught me a lot about the craft and, and about just being motivated and, and creative. And uh, so, yeah, that, that, that's what we do a lot of now is, is mostly music videos in, in the Southeast area. And uh, we've had a few other really cool opportunities to work with, with different folks, but um, that's what we, I'd say we pride ourselves in. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of fun. And yeah, well, a lot, of, a lot of your work has come from the, the music industry. Um, was that, an, was that an, an original intention? No, you- not at all. Um, you know, I, I think like with, with anything creative uh, or, or in that realm, um, you kind of have to d- define yourself over time and really, de- you know, figure out what you want to do. Um, the way I got in- involved in film was, was a rather organic process. And, and so I wasn't like super invested in film. Um, I 
long story short, was traveling and stayed where I was for longer than I was supposed to and got fired from my marketing job and had made a video uh, while I was there. And um, when I got back, I had a lot of people like, they were like, man, this is really good. You should consider it. And I had a friend that had a camera and um, he let me borrow it for like a year. And I I just started doing it to to make some extra income. And Mm -hmm. um, we just never really stopped Um, about a year or two into that. Um, Alston, who is, has always been one of my really good friends, but, um, lived with me or we lived together and, uh, he was upset with his job and, and, uh, I, I had enough work and ever since then it's just kind of been going. I, I there's never really been a plan admittedly. Yeah. Um, these are definitely the stages where, where we're trying to, to work on that. You know, it's, it's always been really progressive and interesting to us. So we've always just kind of embraced it and, uh. I was just fortunate to have some friends that were musicians and that's kind of how the whole music thing started. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we just, we really love doing music videos and, and I'd love to, to continue to do that. Um, I'm learning, you know, a bit about the expenses of the music, music industry and, and, uh, a lot of times how, uh, few, um, dollars there are <laughs> in yeah. that, uh, cause it's a super hard thing to do to break into the scene. Especially now um, that people aren't selling fucking records. Yeah, exactly. And, and the music industry is shifting and all of that. Um, so I'll always do music stuff. Um, but I think, you know, in the coming years, uh, as we develop, um, our company, uh, we'll kind of move away from freelance and play the role of a, a production studio a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we've done a bit of all of it, you know, directing, writing, um, you know, DPing, set design, even at times. Um, but I would say, you know, what, what I particularly pride myself in is directing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're trying to move towards that and, and build a little bit bigger team. And uh, I've talked to you a little bit about that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of how we got into to doing yeah, music. Yeah, man, always, always, always thinking about the next step and, and really pressing forward. I, you know, that's, that was a big thing that we just talked about on the last one with Corey. Um, uh, just about the foresight and seeing that, you know, with, with where you want to go with your company and everything, man. Um, yeah, it's it's totally necessary. And, uh, you know, it, it can be a rather crippling uh, career choice if you're not always trying to push forward because mm-hmm. it's it's really easy to find yourself feeling stagnant and, and um, you know, everything you do is based on, like, how people perceive it. And if it's kind of the same all the time, it's really easy. And, and maybe that's just me personally, but it's really easy for me to to be susceptible to like doubting myself and stuff. So I've always mm. got to keep like working on something new, um, and and trying to to grow really, and just to get better at what we do. And uh, that's that's been it's it's worked quite well thus far. I mean, we we feel stronger every time we go out, mm. um, and and every time we work on a project and been fortunate to work on a lot of different projects so we kind of get to see where our strengths and weaknesses are and uh um yeah so we 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 hope to continue to push forward and i I think you know in a lot of ways those stagnant moments are kind of what drive us to do that but um the creative world is tough man musicians artists anything it's it's a brutal brutal fucking choice of job (laughs) and one thing i wanted to one thing i wanted to ask you the other day because i have to deal with this too how do you if it's a project that you're not into, and I guess that would parallel me for if it's an artist that I'm into that is hitting you up, wanting you to do work for them, uh, how do you how do you tell them no? You mean, so and how do you how do you separate how do you separate the need from income to keep your company going, and and also the need for you to be doing stuff that's creatively 
pleasing to you? Yeah, man, that's a that's a really tough question. Um, I would say for myself personally, like I've always sort of set a few boundaries, and and one of those boundaries was like weddings. I knew there was money in weddings, but I didn't want to become mm-hmm. consumed by that. <laughs> um, I'm going to interject really quick. I was fucking around with Dustin when I got engaged. I was like, you're going to shoot my wedding, right? And he said to me, he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, we're homeboys, man. I started yeah. laughing at him because I thought he was lying. Yeah. And he was like, no, I'm not shooting your fucking wedding. <laughs> he's like, I'll give you like seven people who will do that shit. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I, Seriously, I was 100% sure he was just fucking with me. And I was like, damn. I, so that, that answers yeah. my own question. What's a pro? How do you tell people no that there's a project that you don't yeah. want to uh, tell them that there's seven other fuckers who will do it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, um, you know, th- there's definitely parts of that that come up. Um, I think, you know, one of the, the most valuable lessons that I've learned is that you have to be true to the business and to, you know, even if you don't have a business model, you have to make sure that you're making money. Um, otherwise, you can't continue to mm. do it. And if you, you know, choose to make those sacrifices, you have to have places to make them up. Otherwise, you'll eventually dwindle and, and you'll struggle so much that it, it, you know, we all have a breaking point, I think, at which we would stop doing that. And I've been fortunate to to, you know, make a lot of those sacrifices and, and not yet, you know, be, um, so burned out that, mm-hmm. that I, you know, felt the need to make that decision. But navigating that's really tough. Um, I would say, you know, it's hugely about just deciding who, who you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always that element of like, you know, you got to work within the market and, and what's available around you. Um, I've definitely done a lot of videos that I wasn't a huge fan of, but, you know, one of the things that I, I learned um, early on was that I can, you know, there are a lot of other parameters of things that I can learn about in the realm of, like, composition or, or color correction, um, you know, uh, shot selection, com- uh, camera motion. There's just, like, all these different things that that you can go to a shoot that you maybe not want to do and you can still work on those things. Because you're into that stuff. Exactly. You're into the actual art of what you're doing. and Definitely. And, <clears throat> and, um, and I, man, I have to tell you, I'm interject again real quick, man. In the, we, Dustin and I had a meeting earlier today, actually, uh, prior to this. And, uh, man, it's been really cool. I've, you and I have been working together for about three years now, probably. Maybe a little longer. Mm-hmm. But since, With uh, through Continuum. Yeah, through yeah. Continuum. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, just from the first uh, from the first time we met, even to just even just to having meetings with you now, man, just just the way you talk about what you're doing right now is a completely different thing. You yeah, know? definitely. It's, I mean, you guys were there at the very beginning yeah. uh, in a lot um, of ways. You uh, know, when you're just, I mean, the way you look at, uh, at even other videos and you're explaining just, just the way you perceive things and you show them to us, like it's you you see things and watch things in a way that I've never even thought about looking at them. Yeah, and that's probably, you've been there for the evolution of that. Like, from the beginning, Mm -hmm. it was was way more about just making things look cool. Yeah. And now it's like, I'm trying to tell a story. Like, the reason it looks, like, there's a mathematical reason that it looks cool. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, Um, you got to have intent, mm -hmm. you know. um, You you have to do things intentionally. And, um, you know, it's funny that you bring that up. Um, I, I have... In my room, I've like taken a, a sharpie and just like writing things on the wall. Like uh, my girlfriend was living with me at the time, and I was like, I just you know I have these books and like I'm writing down all these 
inspirational things that I come across, but I was like, I always close them and I like never do anything with them. Mm-hmm. So I just like started writing on the wall, like a crazy person. Um, and I, I just say that because like my mom walked in one day and she's like, are you all right? Like what's going on? <laughs> but it's, it's pretty inspirational for the most part. And, and one of the things that, that I came across was something that, um, Hosier said in an interview. Um, and it was, you know, it was along the lines of, you know, I never did anything to be desirable. I always did things to be genuine and thoughtful with, you know, with intention. And, um, you know, that's something I always came across in the film world. Um, you know, being intentional with all your shot selection and and your ideas, um, because you're, you know, you're trying to tell a story and, and anything outside of that can pull you away from the story. But, um, you know, I guess it always takes somebody that you, you really admire Mm -hmm. saying something sometimes for it to really dig in. But for me, that's just like an overall theme of, of, like my focus and and moving forward is, is just try to be intentional, um, regardless of what it is. So if you're approached with something that's, that's not so desirable, think about some other things that you can work on. And, um, you know, you obviously want to provide your client with the best product regardless. Um, but you know, you, you can really fixate on, on other parameters of your skill, um, and be intentional in that way. And a lot of times it turns out really, really cool. Um, and it may be not something that you sell yourself with. You don't put it on your reel or anything like that. But um, it's, it's a, a, a time to grow. And I think, you know, if you can approach every project with, with the intention of, of growing and the intention of, of obviously making your client happy, um, there's really no downfall to it. I, I, I see the downfall becoming when you become so consumed by it that that's all you do. And that's, that's when the problem comes in. And that's why I've always sort of shied away from weddings because there's so many weddings, you know, in the Southeast. Um, and it's very easy to become consumed by that. And not to mention, like, I've heard all the horror stories. Like, it, those, you know, wedding videographers work extremely hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if uh, you ever hire one and they're quite expensive. I mean, if they do decent work, it's worthwhile. Like they're, they, they put in some fucking work. I mm-hmm. admire the fuck out of them, but, um, it's not for me. Yeah. It's, uh, something, just a, a hard line that I've always drawn. And, uh, I've had to tell my family members the same thing I had to tell <laughs> you. So <laughs> I, I didn't take it personally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, as far as me, when it comes to, uh, I get, I get inquiries all the time. And I'm just I'm to the point now to where I I can't ta- I can't take on anymore at all. In your booking company, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it's for me it's just I, I hate no responses because they happen to me all the time when I'll email someone and I get a no response. It, in the entertainment world, it happens all the time. But I've gotten to the, to the point where I'll just say uh, the roster's full right now. Yeah, like there's there's no more I can do. You know, in um, in my life, I've learned to respect the hell out of that, though. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would way rather somebody just be like, no, yeah. I can't do it. Rather than, like, like, say they're going to do some shit with you and then never do yeah, it. Yeah, and then yeah. half-ass it or yeah. whatever the case may be. Like, uh, you know, and, and I think that's a, you know, consulting um, skill that y- you learn a bit about just dealing with it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's I, I appreciate the honesty, for yeah. sure. Because we only have so much time in the day, and, mm-hmm. and so... That's so funny, man. On the way over here, I was with uh, I was with Jessica and Caleb uh, of Continuum, and I was pretty high. I was pretty wound the fuck up before I got in here, um, just because of, of the day's events. And I looked at them and, and I said, "Can either one of you figure out how to make twenty eight hours on a fucking day? <laughs> like, if we could make that happen today, yeah. like, I would I would greatly yeah. appreciate it. Or just um, not sleeping, maybe. Like, yeah. figure out how to not have that to sleep. That shit'll fucking kill you too, though, man. Yeah, like, for sure. 
Um, uh, so, uh, um, how do you, uh, and knowing a little bit about your past as well, man, what's a healthy level of obsession for what you're trying to do and why, why, uh, why, why I'm relating to your past is you, you used to ride motocross and yeah. at an extremely high level, right? Like you, like uh, not, yeah. not to, not trying to get you to brag too much on yourself, but like you, you fucking won several like national competitions, right? Like you, if you wanted to, if you hadn't gotten hurt, you'd be pro. Um, there's, there's right? a, a good chance of it. Um, I would say like the the most prestigious thing that I ever like won was my regional in the Southeast region, um, which a lot of the top riders come from the Southeast region. Mm -hmm. And then like I was injured like a week before the nationals. So I I actually didn't get to compete that year. And that was sort of like slowly the the time that we kind of phased out of racing. But yeah, I I rode for many years and and definitely at a, at a, a, a decent level. And there was definitely potential for us. Like, if, if I didn't get hurt, there was kind of a sequence of events, like back to back, we got hurt. And, uh, one year my, my parents were driving home and they like, uh, flipped the, the trailer Mm -hmm. and like went off the interstate off Mm -hmm. into the woods and like just destroyed everything. And, uh, we had to recoup from that. And it was just a week, (laughs) another year we drove home and like, we dropped my cousin off and like down the road, we had just came back from like this race five hours away or something. And we pull up to the house and my dad's just like gets out of the truck and he's just like screaming. And I don't remember what it was, but he was, you know, he's like, fuck, fuck, get out of the car. Get out of the, you know, he's freaking out. Um, just really traumatic moment. And, and we look back and he's like unhooking the truck and the, the trailer's on fire and like the whole thing just burnt to the ground. And we like, we literally stood in the driveway and watched it. And so those like, those things kind of happen just like back to back through each year. And, um, that's kind of what, what led us to move out of it. And, mm-hmm. and had those events not happen, I think there's a very good chance that we would still be racing at a, a competitive level these days. Yeah. Um, now I just ride like three or four times a year, which is, <clears throat> yeah. But I mean, are, are there parallels in that? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and your, how much your initial question? Yeah, yeah. And like how much, you know, if you really want to be a master of something, uh, you need to outwork everyone. So, so I would assume that there's that there's applications that you apply to that to, to be doing that at, at such a high level. Um, that, yeah, that I probably mean, translated into you being able to do what you do now at such a high level. I definitely think it played you know? into it. You know, I I'm I'm not gonna like say that I always looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, my dad always raised me to have a, a really strong work ethic. You know, I did get to race motocross growing up, which mm-hmm. was a, a hugely um, special and, and rare opportunity that kids get. Um, but you know, my dad put, we weren't like, we were doing all right, but my dad put every dollar that he ever made like into us racing. So I I was, I was always associated riding as like a, like I had to do it in some, like if I wanted to do it, I had to do it a hundred percent. Um, and I think that definitely plays into my work ethic today. Um, but you know, the whole concept of master, like, so that's an interesting thing that you bring up because going into doing what I'm doing now, like I didn't feel very creative at all. And, and I was like, I kind of felt like more of a production guy. Like I, I'll just go and get it done with, you know, regardless of what it takes. And now that I'm, you know, over the years, like digging into, to the creative side of all this, I'm, I'm learning that I do have some strengths in that, that realm. And, and it's an interesting thing. The whole mastery side of it is, Obviously, you know, there is an element of it. You got to put in more work than, than the next guy to really, you know, show and, and get better. Um, but 
the creative world is really interesting in, in a lot of ways because some people just seem to have a knack for it. And, um, you know, there are just some of those people that, that everything they do, um, seems very intentional and, and very like methodical. And I've always appreciated that about people. Um, and I, I don't know. I just never felt like that was one of my strengths personally. Um, so it's, it's been an interesting, like navigating the creative world myself. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it definitely plays into it, and and without having had that experience as a kid, um, I wouldn't you know put in the work that I do because um, the reality of it is um, I, I I work a lot, um, and that's just kind of always been the way it is. I, I really like to work a mm-hmm. lot, um, and you know my girlfriend would probably tell you I work too much, but um, <laughs> <laughs> pouring a little JMO uh, tonight. Yeah. It's been a long day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, my, dude, my wife tells me I work too much all the time. That's just the thing. You but, do. Yeah. You're, you're, um, yeah, you're a workhorse. But I mean, obvious. you know, that's, uh, no matter how much I love my work and what I'm doing, I'm, and I'm, I'm extremely grateful. I'm blessed is a shitty word, but, um, <laughs> I'm just great. I'm grateful to be able to do what I do. Um, blessed uh, is a weird one, man. I always gratitude. fall to that word. You said blessed you is shitty. Word. You just said blessed. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm cram blessed. <laughs> <laughs> cram blessed. Uh, uh, but I, I think maybe intention's even a better word. Like I figured out what I want to do and I was going to fucking do it. And yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, uh, I'm, so an interesting <laughs> part of that, like, what you know, do you are you concerned about? Like down the road, feeling like you work too hard. I mean, because that's one of those things that you always hear about people so. saying on their right deathbed. Not right now. If if so, it's the shit I did in my fucking twenties. Yeah, it's doing the shit that didn't matter. However, though, the the shit that I did that didn't matter, like dude, um, I still like to drink, man. But I used to drink a lot. I used to drink a lot. Uh, but at the same time, I was always I've, I've always been highly productive too. Like yeah. I would I would work forty fifty hours a week, and I would go to school full time, and then I would go that. hit the fucking bar thirty hours a week. Yeah. Like I, it was just a mad nonstop type thing. So that's why I would say that in my twenties, I learned a lot in my twenties, and I learned a lot from that. But also, like I think I'd regret the type of work I was doing. Yeah, yeah. And now, whereas of right now, like if I'm with my wife and we're watching a movie or we're having dinner and I have to excuse myself to take a phone call or I have to stop the conversation we're having and just say, give me 30 seconds so I can respond to this email or this text. Like that's just kind of one of those things. Like I enjoy my work. So it's really, it's, it's not that big of an inconvenience for me really depending on the issue. Sometimes it can be, Um, but it's really not that big of an inconvenience for me. Uh, Especially, uh, you know, my wife enjoys electricity and, uh, in a house and oh, okay, and a TV. Thought you were going somewhere else with that. And oh. and, and, and and you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 amenities we've all grown to uh, to appreciate here. She appreciates that, but does she appreciate you pausing the fucking Netflix for you to take it? Yeah, well, that, that's kind of how that works. Uh, fucking yeah. like Aryan, <laughs> like Aryan Entourage. Did you ever watch Entourage? Destin? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Remember when he's in the marriage counseling meetings uh-huh. <laughs> and, and she starts going off on him? He's like. He's like, and she's like, see, he's always on his phone. And he like picks up his phone and uh, he goes off on her again. And he's like, says, he says something like, do you like the house you're living in? Do you like this and that? <laughs> then when the fucking bat phone rings, yeah. you fucking answer the bat phone. <laughs> like, I don't think she hates your life on the uh, Well, no, I, I will say that 
I think you are similar to Ari because there have been <laughs> there have been some instances in my life where I had to double take. I was like, was he just a dick to me? Like, you know, but in a very like respectable manner. Like when shit comes up. Like I went on tour with you guys. Uh-huh. Like, you know, you bro- you broke down the business quite a few different times. Yeah. I mean, I have to admit I also saw you get real soft in Colorado yeah. over the the experience cuz it was such a special time and and it's been mm-hmm. a really cool journey, but I mean, you usually I mean, that's what I've always admired about about you particularly is, is just that you, you shoot straight across the board. And even if it's something that you don't want to hear, um, you'll put it out there. And, and I've, I've learned to admire that um, over the years because, you know, we don't have time for the bullshit. Yeah. We want to get stuff done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean that very I, loosely. No, I like, you've never that. been, I mean, like, I've not, I've, it's always been a moment where I'm just like, for an instance, I'm like, man, fuck him. And then I sit back and, you know, I, I realize that, like, He's right. Like I needed to hear that shit. Like, and we needed to move on, and yeah. I grow from it. And you know, but well, it, man, it works both ways. I get checked all the time too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, well, I'm sure people are less afraid to do that to you because you do it to them. But, but no, yeah. I, I, yeah. I like that. I, I appreciate. Like, I want to get shit done and get it done man, right too. And, dude, I've been trying so. I've been trying so much harder lately to, to try to be more kind to people because yeah. I don't. Me too, man. Me too. It's uh, and God, that sounds like that even sounds like an egotistical thing to say. But like, uh, I sometimes I don't have time to just be fucking kind to people. I yeah, just need to be yeah. like, this is what I need to happen. Yeah. This is what needs to happen. Well, I think this is a... how it needs to happen. This is what we need to do to make it happen, and that's what the fuck's gonna happen. Yeah. I gotta get out of here. Like, there's a time and a place for that, just, and um, yeah. you know, I I think. I think as long as people can understand your intention and and they know they know that that you have their best interests in mind exactly and, and it's all for the good of everything uh, just because you're short with someone doesn't mean you're being a dick yeah well, no I think it's just being short with somebody there's there's people who direct and there's people that need to be directed mm. yeah no that's that's you hit the nail on the head right there for for me in my personal life um, you know personality plays into mm. it but i have to say i've always felt that you you had good intention whenever mm. you, you were very frank with me and i think that like you're exactly right yeah. you, you, as, as long as people understand that you know your goal is, is just the same goal as everyone else mm-hmm. is cre- you know create the best thing that we can whatever it is that we're working on um yeah i appreciate the hell of that and and if you run into people who can't a lot of times you just want to be like you know well fuck you like because mm. this you know that you're just counterproductive. You're, you're making, you're being soft or sensitive yeah. or whatever. But, you know, over the years of, of like, you know, I'm a pretty emotional person myself and, and I've always just been like defensive and closed off whenever I, I, you know, get in a mood or whatever. And I've, I've been for my, my girlfriend, um, for, um, uh, three years now. Has, Shout out Haley. <laughs> yeah. Haley, <laughs> um, has, has always been very straightforward with me, you know, like whenever I'm just like in a mood, you know, and, and she's always been very kind to me, but she's also not afraid to just be like, Hey, you know, you don't, you don't need to treat everyone around you like shit because you feel like shit. Mm. And, um, that's I, a tough it, thing. That's a tough thing not to do sometimes. Oh, it is. It is super I think hard. Everyone's and, guilty of that too. Yeah. I mean, we all have emotions and we all perceive things different ways based on our mood and, mm. and stuff. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, you know, we, we grow through that, but I, I'm with you on being kind to people, um, especially in, in today's political climate, like living in the South, you know, I, I grew up with a lot of people that I, I know are good people, but they have, 
um, really skewed viewpoints and, and they don't believe systemic issues are, are a thing. And, um, I've, I've been really, uh, feeling like I need to speak up at times and, and, uh, through that process, I've learned to, to, you know, not, you know, tell people like, Hey, you're wrong. But like, you know, more so, Hey, I'm listening to you. And now like, I want you to listen to me. And, um, I think, you know, there's, everybody's got different ways of doing that, but, um, it, there's definitely a point in time when, when you have to just kind of say, um, the, this is how these people operate mm-hmm. and I need to be respectful of that. And I need to, you know, just because they don't see things the way that I do doesn't mean that they're, they have ill intentions yeah. or, um, you know, sometimes people are being defensive, but it's just their defense mechanism. It's not because they feel like they really need to do that. And so I have a tough time not responding to those people as far as, you know, or you're not reacting, I should Mm -hmm. say to those instances, but, um, yeah, I'm learning. And I think it's, it's definitely a necessary skill. And in what I do, obviously like consulting artists and things, um, you have to do that a lot. Um, you not only have to express your value up front, but, and, and, you know, convince them that, that you're the right fit for, for what they need to do. But, um, you're working on something that's extremely personal to them and, and they've put their heart and soul into it. And, uh, you can't go in, I mean, you can go into that being super cocky and stuff and that works for some people, but I I think there's, you know, this is definitely the time for me personally to, to learn to, to, um, recognize people's personalities and and try to work with them, Mm -hmm. um, rather than working against them because someone's being an asshole to me or something. And, um, you know, <clears throat> well, well, and even even in working with you, man, and this will kind of tie into what we were talking about earlier about you about us doing a little bit of touring together, man. Um, there's some there's something calming about working with you and having you around. Like I don't know if it's just thank you the chill the chill personality or whatever, yeah, that but voice. what yeah, that, that buttery voice. I know <laughs> that it's, monotone it's, voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. What'd you say? I, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. I turned into a I big a stoner fuck. when I like, when I got out of college. Um, co- well, when I went into college, really. And I wonder if that's what led me to be just like this monotone. Uh, I'm always monotone as fuck. Like, but, I but apologize, like, people. Like going going back to us touring together, I think we spent 12, 13 days or something. Almost two weeks, It right? was uh, 15 or we 16. It was 15, and then yeah. we ended up booking another show yeah um yeah yeah, yeah. and it was like 16 yeah because we we i think we scooped you in colorado then came through uh kansas you got to stay at you were at the equality house with us right yeah you you took photos there yeah Uh, aside from uh westboro yeah yeah what a fucking trip what was Um, the guy's name there that was uh davis is who who took us in there but aaron jackson is who runs planet peace who who also um right right next to there yeah right next to there is that they painted the house the trans uh, flag color as well now. Oh, no. So I think pretty much they're going to own that whole fucking block <laughs> yeah. across the street from Westboro and, and yeah. paint it different things that they attack, <laughs> which is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, man, we spent a lot of time on tour, and I just remember, like, I wish I could have you there on every tour. Just like, <laughs> like you, you wouldn't even have to do shit, like just to, <laughs> just to be there and I'm, to like, because yeah. uh, it, it's also good to have someone else who has a. Uh, you know, even though I'm very, very involved with with the band, it's nice to have someone else there who's not actually in the band to, yeah, to kind of you know just to kind of see things uh, for what they are, man. And you got to see it all. You that got was to... a tough tour <laughs> in a Holy lot of ways. Shit, man! It was great. It was a great experience. But that oh, was, it's yeah. a, dude, it's the most amazing, brutal. <laughs> yeah. 
just wild, yeah. fucking unbelievable shit. But like I, I remember by by the time we picked you up, we had already had some 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 issues on the road, um, mm-hmm. and I remember being like, man, how am I gonna? It was a twenty nine day tour, and I remember, I think we picked you up like on day thirteen or fourteen, and I was like, well what the fuck am I going to do? Like, what, yeah. how am I going to get through two and a half more, like 15, 16 more days of this shit, man. And, uh, man, just having you there, like it really, it, I don't think it not only helped me, but the band as well. Um, just, just having you there. And uh, well, I appreciate that. And also, man. I, I, you know, I, we got a really cool video out of it too. Yeah. That's so, a special, special experience for yeah. sure. I, you know, which video? Uh, top of the world. Top of the world. By uh, by continuing. And we did some like at Sunset Rock in Chattanooga. We like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you did some. You did. You did some. Uh, some interviews. I want to see the fucking raw footage from those interviews. Oh man. yeah, I still have all that. Um, One in particular that I really want to yeah. see. But, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we did a so Sunset Rock. Like there's a cliff right there. You know, rock, the rock is like on a cliff, and you look out over oh, the fuck. the water there. And uh, so we, we filmed a video there, and I'm like, I put a, a mic on a boom pole, and like everybody's kind of near the edge, but like you can go check the video. I think we did two live videos from that, and uh, with with Continuum, and we had to get Jared to hold the mic, and he's like 15 feet away from the cliff, <laughs> freaking out the whole oh, yeah. time. Well, you and myself, dude, we don't like heights. Oh, so I'm, funny. I am. Yeah, he was, ta- he was like afraid. holding it way, way And it's not, it's so not a, like, it's uh, not a show. It's, I am fucking terrified. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sorry so, to laugh so at you. It's, no, that's that okay. Very funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm holding this, I'm holding this boom mic. And it, but at the same time, like these kids are fucking sitting with their feet hanging off the ledge. Oh, I'm walking with the, oh, with the stabilizer, God. like looking at the camera screen. Like, oh, I was scared to walking death. Walking near the edge. Yeah. For them too. You like, kept it quiet though. The recording turned out cool. And, yeah. yeah that, was, that was a cool. She's always got to be a pro. Hey, you don't, what is it? You don't get cool shit by being a pussy. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Right. But you stood fucking thirty feet from the edge. Uh, no, I had to get I had to get a lot closer to the edge. That's where we started. I, I say it was at least six feet. You were at least six feet away. Hey, that's a body length. Yeah. <laughs> I could have fallen and rolled off that cliff. <laughs> and then this guy shows up like cliff, like he just like. Good, uh, repels off the side of it because he was climbing. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not uh, for me. No, I'm not. I'm not big on the rock climbing. It's hard, but yeah, I, I think I have a fear of heights a little bit. You know, um, I definitely have done some rock climbing. Like looked back and be like, like yeah, <laughs> heart starts racing all of a sudden. I, th- like, oh. I think it's just because sometimes I can be impulsive, and. Uh, you know, you never know. You're just like, fuck it, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I can't Time control go. myself. Yeah. You know, like a sudden spurt of depression. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. None of this means anything. Yeah. <laughs> None. Uh, <laughs> I just got really just been fucking. <laughs> that was a good time, man. This became Buddhist, all life suffering. I, appreciate, I appreciated that adventure. I, and I got to yeah. know all you guys so much better. I, I, you know, we've done like, seven or so projects mm-hmm. you know since then or with including that one I, I don't know we've done a lot of random and, things uh speaking of of the, of the band continuum you really especially if, if you include me in, in what we're doing i don't think you'd find five different people 
just in their personalities. Yeah, and, yeah. And but I, they... you know, I, I, and I don't know if that's what the theme of this is supposed to be. But I, yeah. I do have to pay tribute to Continuum. They, they, they're like the hardest working band that I've ever worked with. And well, thanks, and, man. You know, I, I've, yeah. I've, uh, I've had the opportunity to work with with some, um, you know, you can say reputable it. folks. You can talk to them. Um, you can say that. But um. And yeah. and you know I don't want to take away from anybody else's work, yeah. but everybody in that band has always been so focused, and and uh, that's that's a really tough thing. And you've always been threading the needle between them, uh, and and all their different personalities. Um, but I I don't know, man. You guys motivated the hell out of me to just kind of like really dig into storytelling and stuff because you guys were working with me because that's what this mm-hmm. requires. And like I've worked with so many musicians and stuff that will just like want us to show up and make something look cool and and you know we we can do that in a lot of cases but um there's not a lot of like deep value to that um you know to me personally so um yeah thank you for for having me along for for so long and and we're working on something now too with with uh some uh new new uh edgier stuff going on and Mm -hmm. really excited about that i mean it's it's kind of a a culmination of things. You guys have grown, we've grown, and uh, this is going to be different. And uh, yeah, excited to, to well, work on. It. Well, you know, we were t- we were talking earlier in the meeting today, and it's been, you know, aside from the video that you did with just Jess, it's been uh, I think two years since Black and Blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black and Blue was was released uh, November of t- 2015, yeah. right? Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you guys have been shifting quite a bit, and God, in a very positive way i know yeah, it's it's you a say struggle positive. but uh, well, where they are now is very positive yeah yeah, yeah but like getting there oh it's and a struggle man storm i i will um, uh, agree with you you guys are all wrench, very man. different people. yeah <laughs> very different yeah people. just in just in the amount of changes uh you know un- unfortunately i mean this is my podcast so i can say whatever i want but uh we we fucked up and brought a real scumbag into the band for a little bit and um, it just it didn't work, man. And I mean, yeah, I didn't never get to meet him. Yeah, you're okay. <laughs> um, but the, I, I mean, the thing the is, the, I mean, the thing is, we were basically we were at a standstill for nine months because you get this person. Number one, it takes three months to get a person into the fucking band. They're ready to play, you know, ready to do this stuff. And then they also have to be conditioned to play 25 gigs a month. Yeah, you um, guys work your ass off. Yeah, and and all that stuff, and then you just. Be you slowly, yeah, you slowly realize that this human is just just doesn't get it. Which I told you so. um, I, a couple people did tell me so. Shane was one of the people that told me so. Um, I got fooled for sure, which really makes me not feel good about myself because I'd like to think I'm a pretty quick judge. I can I can read people pretty quickly from years of bartending yeah. and years of doing what I do now. People are people are good at that sometimes. I yeah, mean, you know, unfortunately, and sometimes you know, like. You know, I think people like are charming, but they just mm-hmm. have that. You know, I, I don't. I don't always look at that as like them being fake, but sometimes they do have just like a good side and a, and a really shitty side. Yeah. And un- unfortunately, in this case, when you know you're with a band, you have to see all sides yeah. because you guys go through a lot of a lot of challenging shit. And yeah, I mean, if I don't know if this is the venue to say it, but musicians work their fucking ass off, and uh, you know, I, I think everybody's always like, ah, oh, you know, it's it's awesome, you know, to be able to play music for a living, and I, and it is, I, I no mm-hmm. doubt, but 
can you imagine putting your heart and soul into something and then having to play it every single day yeah. with your heart and soul? Yeah. Like that's that's it's like tough. Yeah. It's like taking you something taking something you yeah. really, really love and then just well, yeah, I mean, I, I would assume it, I would assume it'd be like you doing video production and you got to say you got to shoot your dream project uh, and that project turned out really good. That got you a lot of fans. A lot of people started tuning into Destin's videos for that. But you had to go and reshoot that video every night for the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for the next four years. Yeah. Well, you know, because I, people demand you shoot that video. Yeah. Like, I, you know, uh, <clears throat> music production, like the whole yeah. production of an album taught me a lot about, you know, this whole process and the fact that like, you know, me hating a project when I'm done with it is a pretty natural part of the process because you, you have, you know, you put your heart and soul into it and it, it takes a lot of work to get it to where you want it to be. And obviously that grows as you grow. And, uh, Typically, and, and maybe that's just me and, and the people around me, but I, I've definitely uh, seen this in, in other musicians and things. Like, you put so much time into it that you get right to that threshold to where you're about to hate it, and then you release it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I know it's not that cut and dry, but that's kind of how the process have to has to go because if you take it further than that, you eventually start going backwards on what your initial intentions were Mm -hmm. and so a big part of of navigating you know the creative world especially when you're working on a passion project and i see like albums as their their passion projects across the board um you you have to find that threshold for everybody and and you're talking about a threshold for many people and not just for one person but you have to find that threshold and stop working on it at that point because otherwise you're going to get away from what you initially intended to do and that's like that's why that you know that that saying i from hazir was always so important to me in a lot of ways because um there is a certain point in that process where intention loses um you know you're, you're not being so intentional anymore mm-hmm. because you've you've burned out man and yeah. that, that's a real thing it becomes, being, a, it becomes a business yeah you know? and and you know there's an element of that throughout, throughout the whole process of course but that's why musicians do really great stuff in the beginning and they lose their direction and mm. and then they have to make money and then it's there's a totally different purpose behind what they make and um i don't know i like old i like everybody's first album <laughs> in most cases mm. like um and and maybe that's a you know, the first album's actually like the sixth album, and that's the only one you get to see. But, yeah. but when someone's like make you know really makes it, um, a lot of times, like when they had a legitimate budget to actually get in a studio, yeah, they they reached and, a standard of yeah, professionalism yeah. like that. That's the purest album, and mm-hmm. everything following that is. And you know, there are people outside of that um, that 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 do it extremely well. Um, one that's been a mentor, my radical face, uh, Ben Cooper's. He's been a, a definitely a mentor for me from the very beginning, him and and his brother. But um, he's in the music. He's world. got it figured out, doesn't he? Um, he does, and it's and fucking uh, ridiculous, man. You see to, him on fucking Kodak commercials, and yeah. fucking uh, unbelievable. Yeah, like, he's he's done uh, a lot. There's, but... there's shit from just that. I know you mentioned because I know you've worked with Radical Face several times, mm-hmm. and uh, so that name became familiar to me. And I and I never really checked some of his shit out. And I remember the first time I went and listened to some of his shit, I, I was like, "It's a, it's an artist called Radical Face." The first time I went and listened to some of Radical Face's shit, I was like, "I know this from this commercial." Yeah, I know this from this. I was yeah. like, and then like by the time I got to the third song, I was like, 
this motherfucker's paid. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, mother, but like in, this dude is making money. That's, you know, you know and, and that's such a small element of, of, you know, obviously with anybody, but of who Ben is, you know, I, I've, he is just one of those people that, uh, to me, seems like has always kept in, his intentions in the right place by um, looking at it in a very structured manner. And, like, you know, like, he doesn't pay attention to, like, I'll tell him, and be like, hey, I read, read this, like, blog where these people were just going off about one of your songs and like these people said this and he's like oh yeah i don't read that shit like well i think when you get to that level you can't yeah but i think a lot of a lot of us do i mean we're all a little self-critical in a lot of ways but i think that's one of the ways that like he's he's figured out what it means to him and he's just always kind of embraced that Mm -hmm. um and i'm sure we all you know lose lose our sheen at, at one point or another in our lives as far as um you know what we do creatively but um man i check out his trilogy man I, I i admire the hell out of him um and and will you know as long as i can stay stay in contact with him he's in la now and, and he's staying there indefinitely but um where's yeah. he he's originally from jacksonville, jacksonville yeah, yeah. Jacksonville. um yep. but he um i just saw him like a week ago and or two weeks ago and uh had lunch with him and and uh kind of sad for me but he said he's not coming back to jacks he's he's mm. moving on and uh because you got to go where the money is man yeah well and where you know everyone who's doing shit like, yeah one of the things he said to me early on was like you know because that was my concern is like there's not really a huge film community here in jackson we're just in the southeast in general and, and there is in in areas um but uh he was always like you know do great work and people will take you where you need to be um and then it's it's funny to see the evolution of him because now he's in LA and he's just found a, like he's found a part of it um you know his I think his boyfriend sort of nav- helped him navigate that a bit but um he's found a part of LA that he really loves like he can talk to me about it in a way that he's like I really love where I live like the surrounding areas are really cool um and maybe that's the answer to getting into those environments in a natural way is finding something that you actually do enjoy about it and not going there just because of the work. Um, yeah. But. Well, and, well, I'd also assume that he's probably surrounded with uh, people that are more like-minded than... Uh, than in Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah. The pretty conservative area. Yeah, he's, he's always stayed away from... Fuck the Southeast, man. Yeah. That's how I feel, God, man. I lo- dude, I love it I in so many it. ways. It's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. I live in one of the most beautiful places in the fucking world. True that. You know, so but, but <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, sur- yeah. I'm, I'm surrounded by... A, like this guy. A lot of stupidity, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. But um, well, shit, it, dude. I'm. We only have a few minutes left, man. So I want to. I want to get into really quick, man. I, I know. Yeah, it goes really fast. Yeah. You know, palm uh, flowers when you're having. Sorry fun. if I wasn't interesting, people. Oh man, this oh. is. <laughs> every everyone's interesting. Yeah, I agree. I mean. In some way. Uh, like I said, you don't do work you don't want to do. So if someone comes in here and they aren't interesting, we'll just call it a fucking day and get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Throw the headphones you suck, down man. And I'm uh, But, Destin, I, man, I wish I had, like, two hours with you, man. I mean, you and I, I, I swear every time we, we hop on the phone or we meet, before I know it, I look down and, and we've talked for as long as we've talked yeah. now, man. And that's a... Uh, that, dude, that means a lot to me, man. Um you know, I, I really dig talking to you, man. But uh, I also I also want people who, who are listening to this, I want them to kind of know what, you know, really quickly as a synopsis, like, what's, what's next for you, dude? What, like, what's going on? Um, 
I, I understand you have a new name for a new company you're working with. I don't know if you want to talk, but you don't have to fucking talk about that if yeah. you don't want. But well, it's uh, Lindsay uh-huh. is the name. It's L-E-N-S-E-A. Um, that's been tough, as you guys know. It's a fucking um, killer name, though. Doing, I really like the name. Thank you. Um, I've had some criticism about about it, but fuck all those people. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, really, me and me and my partner, like, we're Austin. We're just like that was the one thing that we both were like, yeah, that's pretty cool. So I was just like, you know what? Yeah, well, essentially, fuck everyone else. But a lot of my good friends were just like criticize it. But anyways, um, yeah, we're we're moving into like. A, a bit more of the commercial scene, um, admittedly because of the money, but you know, not, not because we want to be super rich or anything. We just want to grow. Um, I love to travel. Um, my girlfriend is extremely passionate about traveling, so I want to have, you know, the freedom to Shout do that. Out, yeah. <laughs> I want to have the, the freedom to do that more. Um, and, and I, I, I'm fortunate to do what I do and I, I do have the time to travel, um, currently, um, but we want to grow and, and, you know, over the last year and a half, I've been, you know, really digging into storytelling and, um, a lot of that, you know, requires budget and, uh, re- requires, you know, growth on the production end. Um, so we're, we're currently, um, in the process of, of kind of seeking investment and, and, uh, building in, in that way. Um, but, you know, we're constantly growing, uh, you know, in one way or another. And, uh, as far as what's, what's in the future for us, uh, hopefully, it's uh, commercial work, m- more in the style of mini docs, where we can focus on storytelling, um, and then we have time to to focus on music as a passion project. Um, just because I, I love music, and I, I hope that we can always work within it. Um, I've I, I've had the opportunity to work with some some pretty um, high profile musicians and labels and things. And name them. Um, Name them. Name <laughs> drop, motherfucker. Uh, well, we done a lot. We done a lot of work with. with How can people see your shit? Is. That that's a um, better way of doing that. Yeah. How Destin can people Patera. see your shit? Dot com. Yeah. Um, I've always used my name. Specific so. videos they should look up that aren't under the Destin Patera name though that are released under artist names. How can they see that? Uh, well, most of the revivalist stuff. So all the all the sessions, live yeah, sessions. Of, you're just now dropping the revivalist. <laughs> yeah, you know how many people yeah. we're hashtagging. Yeah. We're hashtagging revivalists. So, yeah. I, like fucking ninety five percent of the people who listen to this are like, I love David Shaw. Yeah, uh, they're they're great people, and I'm super proud of them. Um, but yeah, we, we've done a lot of work with them. Um, Jake Peavy. Jake Peavy is an right. MLB player at a Mobile that we do a lot of work with, and they have, you know, they're in the music sector as well because they have a studio there. Um, Radical Face, you know, I, he's uh, given me the opportunity to actually uh, direct a few different projects for him, but I've also had my hands in a lot of the stuff that that they do, just helping out on set. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if you check out my website, that that has the the more um, uh, appropriate things there, yeah. like I, you know, I've, I've put all the the stuff that we really love there. But yeah, I mean, for um, a lot of you local listeners too, I'm gonna go ahead and plug some shit on behalf of Dustin as well. Like, there's uh, he he's done John a lot of the Don, uh, John Hart stuff. You'll see he's done uh, uh, those who are fans of Hotel Oscar. He did a lot of their shit as well. Uh, Continuum fans, he's done their stuff. Uh, I mean, you name it, uh, just on a local and and a, and a big level as well. You know. Uh, a lot of other people who are having uh, big success, uh, a lot of that has to be Victor attributed Wayne to a lot of work that uh, Destin's scene. done. That dude's nuts. Yeah. Just crazy Nick good. Black. He's another guy. Yeah. Nick Black used yeah. to play for, for um, Victor, and he's doing yeah. his own thing now, and um, he it's really, really special. I'm, I'm really uh, excited and fortunate to, to work with him, and uh, 
we're actually working on some stuff with him now. So cool. we'll have some new stuff coming out there. But yeah, I mean, you know, we live in an area where uh, we're fortunate that a lot of musicians come here, not necessarily because there's these great venues or anything, but it's... they can get fucking paid. Yeah, well, um, and, yeah. and a lot of times they can go and hang out on the beach for a few days mm -hmm. and, and that's a it's a good stop in between tours so a lot of times we we you know heather gillis in the blues scene damon fowler uh, jp soars um they're all big names in the blues mm -hmm. scene um at least in this area oh uh, Susie van dyke <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i'm talking no, about no i don't <laughs> we'll, we'll edit that out yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that one when we're done all right <laughs> Cool. Well, um, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, you know, Dude, thanks I, for coming on, man. I know it's been a, a hell of a day for both of us, man. I know we've been running yes, around like, like yes. crazy people all day. Um, and, and also, uh, we've been working together all day, too. Fuck, I've hung out with you for like eight hours today. Uh, and it ain't over. Whether we're, on the we're, phone. We're, <laughs> we're going to be working together for the next few weeks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we have a really, really exciting project coming up, man. I'm really yeah. stoked to have you on board for it. Thank uh, you. You know, um, stoked we, to be on board. I've, we, we haven't worked together, uh, really, really worked together in a while, man. And, I, and uh, you know, I, I really hope to be able to work with you more in the future, man. And, yeah, uh, definitely. That's, that's if, for another one. If we, uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna schedule you to come back on here really soon too, man. Because I, I feel bad we're only at about fifty minutes, but unfortunately, with how today's events went, we got in here about an hour <laughs> later than right there with you, man. Than usual. So Thanks, dude. we're running around like a crazy person. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks, Dustin. Thanks, guys. Right, Till next care. time. Later.